Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show. We haven't touched on this story because it happened overnight. Ballistic missiles fired toward a U.S. Navy ship. Uh, Houthi rebels, but that's an Iran thing. And uh, that could get ugly, obviously. Um, We'll talk to Mike Lyons about that and other things. Here at the bottom of this year hour. Got a text from a friend of mine uh, the other day. Uh, he said, I just stopped by the McDonald's to get breakfast to bring to my golf group. And it was closed. Sign on the window said, closed, can't get enough staff. This wow. is a McDonald's, which we agreed was probably one of the signs of the apocalypse. Yeah, no kidding. Or something's really wrong. Right, and and so that was obviously kind of a weird and and somewhat disturbing in a weird way. I never eat at McDonald's. I, I know Jack, you're an aficionado. Um, I may never again. Henry really? and I, Henry and I, uh, door dashed McDonald's the other night, and we both decided that might be it for us. Was it the indigestion or the shame? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if it just didn't travel well with the DoorDash or what, but boy, we were both like. Ugh. Well, so, uh, and and I'm aware of some other businesses that I've mentioned on and off that are having to import workers for good paying gigs. They're having to use the is it H2B visa program to import folks who want to work because they can't hire Americans. Then you have this. A couple of articles from the Wall Street Journal, both are uh, centered on the uh, Gallup workplace something or other poll that they do every year. Um, the first headline is, first it was quiet quitting, now workers are facing off with their bosses. 
employee frustrations impact productivity and worker retention, according to Gallup. Um, and we could dig into that, some of the numbers, because they're pretty interesting. But I like this because it was kind of an analysis of that poll. The headline is, why is everyone so unhappy at work right now? U.S. employees are more dissatisfied than they were in the thick of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, having read this article, I, I know the answer, and I bet you'll jump to it, too, in a minute. But let me read just part of it for you. Americans, by any measure, are unhappier at work than they've been in years. Despite wage increases, more paid time off, and greater control over where they work, the number of U.S. workers who say they are angry, stressed, and disengaged is climbing, according to Gallup's 2023 workplace report. I don't have a guess yet for uh, why this is happening. I'm uh, confused. I'm befuddled. Uh, Meanwhile, a bamboo HR analysis of data, uh, I've never heard of them, but Wall Street Journal is quoting them, so I'll go ahead. Uh, of more than 57,000 workers uh, shows job satisfaction scores have fallen to the lowest point since early 2020 after a 10% drop this year alone. You satisfied with your job, Michael? Yeah, I'm very satisfied. Yeah, me too. Oh, good. You do a fine job, and you're well-liked. They didn't ask me or or Michael, because we're satisfied. You know, it's and, and this is getting to what the answer is. It's kind of a hint. And, and listen, I am I'm not trying to uh, you know dislocate my shoulder by patting myself on my back. It's not that at all. But I have had crappy jobs, as have you. Physically exhausting, dirty, humiliating. Working for people you didn't low respect who yelled at you. Oh, of course, low paying. <laughs> Goes without saying. I mean, all of those things. As both of us worked quite a few different jobs before we ended up in this cush gig. Anyway, um, I don't know if I would have said I was dissatisfied. You know, I don't think I would have either. I was thinking of my first radio job, and I had way worse jobs before my first radio job. But my first radio job paid nothing, and I had to clean the toilet every night. And all these salespeople were filthy animals. They would just befoul that thing. And I had to clean it every night. But if you'd ask me if I was satisfied, yeah, I'm doing my dream job. I'm working in the radio business. I'm happy as heck. Well, I'm ch- I'm just thinking of some of my crappier jobs, like when I was bussing tables at a very, very busy uh, restaurant. Thank you, Gladys. Thank you. Wow, she is. You know what? She's well-rested, you can tell. Yeah. She jumps right to her harp, starts that riff. It's good. Good stuff. <laughs> Way to go, Gladys. Have a good Thanksgiving. But she's yeah. got, she's playing with one hand because she's got her cell phone out with the other hand for Cyber Monday, and she's shopping. <laughs> Cyber freaking Monday. Shut up with that. <laughs> Anyway, where was I? <laughs> oh, I think the reason I would have said I was I was satisfied with that busboy job was because they paid me enough to keep me showing up. I didn't love it, but hey. I, it, it, everybody was in on the deal willingly. So this is going to be like the tenth tangent, which is in danger of ruining the entire thread of what we're talking about. The tenth tangent is actually the name of my spy novel I was working on during break. But anyway, go on. It's like the Da Vinci Code, similar. It's very um, similar. Um, yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of devout Catholics whipping people. Yep. But but this has come up several times IRL recently. And everybody says that's not true about a story oh. you've told. Wow, okay. And I believe it is true. Okay. But I just want you to reiterate it because people tell me there's no way that's true. Okay. People who've worked in the restaurant business yeah. do not believe that when you were a busboy, you used to eat some of the food that people didn't finish. Oh, routinely. <laughs> I totally yes. believe that. Well, that's funny. I've yes. told this to several people, and they said, no way. No, he did not. 
There's no chance he did that. No restaurant would allow it. Nobody would do it if somebody saw him do it. His coworkers would say, oh, gross. I mean, there's just no way he did that. Wow. I don't know what to tell them. This was a higher-end Mexican restaurant. Like, nice. Sit down. You would you would go on a date. Um, and, and, you know, some woman would order a carnitas burrito. It was way bigger than she could finish. And it was sitting there absolutely like a third eaten, otherwise unmolested, unscathed. And I'm a starving high school kid who had school, then a baseball game, and now I'm at my job. And hell yeah, I saw the burrito like in half to make sure there was no mouthful goo. And then I'd eat the damn half of a burrito. You're damn right I would. I assumed it was true, but I just wanted to reiterate it since I've been telling that story and people act like I'm a liar. Well, no, I will. You know what? I'll write it out. I'll have it uh, notarized. <laughs> I will swear under oath that all the facts are true. Uh, I, you know, if my friend uh, Mike, the lawyer, who was my coworker in that restaurant in our high school days, is listening, he would back it up. Hell's yes, we would. Now, I think anyway. I'm the only person that has eaten from room service from other rooms when you walk through the hallways. I was in a hotel the other night walking through the hallways, and I said I would have eaten that back in the day, because somebody had the tray sitting out, and you could tell they hadn't touched. They hadn't even taken the lid off their toast. Yeah. So I'd take the lid off of it and eat it walking down the hall. I used to do that all the time. You know, (laughs) the details are somewhat fuzzy in my mind, which is a hint, but I'm thinking (laughs) I probably have to. Yes. Come back from the bars, you're wishing you'd had that ill-advised fourth meal of the day, and there's food right next door to your hotel room. Obviously untouched food. As they used to say when we were kids, there are people starving in China. Waste is a sin. Anyway, where were we? So people are unhappy with their jobs, you say? As it turns out, they are, yeah. All right, so here's, here's a little clarity for you. In interviews with workers around the country, it's clear that unhappiness is part of a rethinking of work life that began in 2020. The source of workers' discontent ranges from inflation, which is erasing a lot, uh, erasing a lot of uh, recent pay gains. We can all relate to that. And, man, that is one thing in politics today. You're hearing a lot of talk about the Biden administration. We need to improve our messaging. I think th- today maybe they're having this big summit meeting of their messaging people to figure out how can we convince America that the Biden economy is a good one. And the truth is, when there is inflation, scary inflation, and don't hit me with, well, it's only 3% currently. Yeah, it's 3% over the 9%, then the 8%, then the 7%, then the 6%. So, you know, prices are up 20% over what they were not too long ago. Anyway, um, if there is significant inflation, nothing else matters. It's terrifying. It's like you have a terrible disease. Don't talk to me about, you know, the kitchen really needs repainting when I'm, when I'm having a heart attack. I think inflation is like that. Mike, the lawyer, who evidently is listening, says, you're damn right. We snarfed and I'd do it again if I had the chance. There you go. And this, this man is a highly respected part of America's law community. Anyway, where were we? Ah, yes. Workers are unhappy in the office. <laughs> What time is it? Do we have? Yeah, we got a couple minutes. Um, okay, so uh, people chafe against being micromanaged back to offices, yet they also find isolating aspects of hybrid and remote work. A cooling job market, especially in white collar roles, is leaving many professionals feeling st- stuck. And they they then talk to this one lady, Lindsay. She's thirty eight years old. <clears throat> 
Uh, her expectations have shifted from just a few years ago. She said she soured on her job after having to return to the office two days of work earlier this year. Pre-pandemic, she would have been happy working three days a week at home. It would have been a dream come true. Still, her team's in-office requirement seems like going backward. Made her feel that mm. her professionalism and work quality were in doubt. Instead of collaborating more, she and others rarely left their desks except for meetings or lunch. Negative feelings followed her home on her hour-long commute, leaving her short-tempered with her kids. Expectations are a weird thing. They are an 800-pound gorilla in our psyche. Yeah. If I might abuse a metaphor. It's incredibly powerful. This woman who, you know, judging by her career path, has got to have some smarts. 38 years old, she's seen the world, she ought to have a little wisdom, she's got kids, admits openly, oh yeah, this schedule, this situation would have been a dream come true three years ago, but now it's making me angry. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Actually, they asked that question at one point. Uh, you know, employers are struggling with how uh, how to strategize keeping their workers engaged. And all. I, I think maybe the answer is be good to them, compromise, and wait. Yeah, I think in some cases we got to go through a round of uh, we've brought them back. We're not really more productive than when they were working from home. They liked it at home better. Let's let them go home more often. Well, in some cases, in some cases they are more productive though. Yeah, but they resent it. Mm. I, I just think we're uh, <clears throat> and this. Uh, I may write a quickie business book with a title based on this thought. You know, if you give your 11-year-old daughter not just a pony, but two ponies in a life-sized Barbie dream house one year for Christmas, it's going to be a few Christmases before her expectations are back uh, on the ground. Yeah, I'm suffering from that myself from a couple of Christmases ago. Yep, 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 yep. Joe Getty's the two-pony syndrome Mm -hmm. about workplace expectations. I think that's it. Now, I'm going to go to the movie with Tom Hanks starring in The 10th Tangent, but the two-pony syndrome sounds pretty good, too. You know, you wouldn't see him as an action star at his age, but he's very effective in the role. <laughs> How hot is Dolly Parton, among other things, on the way? And we'll talk to Mike Lyons about uh, what's going on with a couple of different wars. Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year 
equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Okay, crank it up, Michael. This is Dolly Parton from her new album. They're calling it one of the most important albums in the history of ancient Tennessean rock. I want to hear the chorus here. So she's, uh, this debuted at number three on the rock charts, Billboard rock charts, which is the highest debut Dolly Parton's ever had. It's her 49th album. I didn't realize the list of people playing on this thing is insane. Uh, Richie Sambora from Bon Jovi. Fane Warren Haynes is a well-known guitar player. Peter Frampton. Joan Jett, who gets credits for electric guitar and clapping. You like to get clapping credits. Heck yeah. Um, Melissa Etheridge. Lizzo plays the flute on one song. Nikki Six, John Five. Um, Ronnie McDowell, famous country. The Jordanaires, Elvis's old backup. Ringo Starr, Paul McCartney. It goes on and on and on of people that are playing on this album for whatever reason. People? I think one of the gals from Heart was in that song mm-hmm. that I heard. Yeah, People like Dolly Parton. And then, uh, I haven't heard the album, so I don't know. And then you got the whole thing. She came out during halftime, one of the big football games, in a Dallas Cowboys cheerleader outfit. And looked quite hot for a 77-year-old. It was impressive, uh, yet troubling, yes. <laughs> What's the... So, the guy from Super 70 Sports, who's hilarious, tweeted out a picture of Dolly in her... In, and from on the TV... She looked fantastic. At 77 in that outfit, the, you know, there are plenty of women at any age would like to look like that. Uh, when my grandma was 77, she looked like Keith Richards and was primarily concerned with hard candy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, so what part of Dolly Parton was troubling? Well, just, just her age dressed like a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, mixed signals. My, my brain couldn't process Oh, it. yeah, this, this is troubling for the brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. We uh, dropped Delaney off at the airport. Our youngest, who was visiting for the week, had a wonderful time. Uh, and Judy and I, it was a, a morning flight. We decided we're going to stop and get some breakfast. And she went through a couple of the breakfast places on the way home, and she said, and there's a Cracker Barrel. Mm. I said, you know what? I haven't eaten in a Cracker oh. Barrel in 25 years. Oh, set me let's, up. Let's eat at the Cracker Barrel. Well, you're out of your mind. I'm never going to eat at the Cracker Barrel again. I have decided I am too rich to eat at the Cracker Barrel. What's wrong with it? For one thing, the prices are troublingly low. How how is it this cheap? What's going on here? Uh, They make it in bulk. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the thick sliced bacon is not terribly thick. I just, I, I was sitting there, and the food was fine. It was fine. And if you like the Cracker Barrel, God bless you. And I but do. I thought for... 
for like $6 more, I could be eating a really, really good breakfast. What am I doing? I have $6. I, I as the holder of six more U.S. dollars than the $8 breakfast, am too rich but, for the Cracker Barrel. First of all, I uh, like the food. I think it's top-notch. But, but even without that, where else can you eat breakfast and buy a CD copy of Kenny Rogers' Greatest Hits and a rocking chair? Checkmate. You're right. You're absolutely right. And the reason I brought up the old CB was that they had a giant Dolly's new album display. Oh, I'm sure they do at, at the uh, at the, the like the uh, the greeter stand. I'll be at the Cracker Barrel in a couple weeks. I'm sure for Cousin Christmas. That is such good marketing. Oh yeah. Is she dressed all uh, skanky on the cover of the album? Oh, elegantly. I shouldn't uh, call it skanky. Sexy. Although they, you know, yeah. If my, no. if my mom dressed like that, I would think, what the hell are you doing, Mom? <laughs> no, come on now. Fancy holiday party uh, dress for gals. No, the, the Dallas, that's not skanky. The Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit. Oh, that's kind of skanky. I don't yeah. know if I'd call it skanky, but it's overly sexy for a certain age. I would agree completely. But no, my recollection of the cover is she just looks like she usually looks glamorous and attractive. Actually, even if you're 25, you put on the Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit you're you're looking to get attention sexual attention yeah yeah well and and honestly i'm a little prejudiced because i have enormous respect for dolly as a musician and a songwriter and an entrepreneur and a Uh. human being but uh, was i sitting around thinking you know i'm not going to be happy until i have a version of we will rock you as sung by old pigeon hollow you know dolly no i never thought that in my life or and having I, heard it i still don't want it or until i see her squeezed into a bodysuit <laughs> that makes her look hot right mike lyons coming up in a moment or two some analysis of the pause in fighting in gaza strong and getty Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hours after that initial attack, two ballistic missiles were fired in the direction of the USS Mason from Yemen, where Iranian-backed Houthis operate. The missiles fell far short of the Mason, about 10 miles away, but U.S. ships in the region have been in the line of fire since the war in Gaza began, although this morning it is still unclear whether this attack on the commercial vessel, which is owned by a company led by an Israeli-born shipping magnate, is part of these larger threats coming from these Iranian-backed forces. So that's sort of breaking news overnight. An Iranian-backed group firing missiles at a U.S. warship. So we got that going on. In addition to, obviously, the, call it a ceasefire or pause there between Israel and Hamas. And then the capital of Ukraine underwent the biggest drone attack since the war began over the weekend. So many topics and subtopics to discuss with Mike Lyons, who served the U.S. military in a variety of capacities and places around the world and is now a respected military analyst on CNN, among other places. Mike, welcome. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. Great to be back with you. Hope, hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Let's start with uh, Iran groups firing at our warships. What do you make of that? You know, Iran still is not deterred uh, on uh, any level. Uh, these are uh, Iranian-supported militia groups that, uh, the, but for Iran, they, they don't have any of this kind of capability. The fact that they could fire on a U.S. warship um, is amazing on some level, but it just shows you the level of support that they get. We see soldiers that are uh, been fired on in Syria and inside of Iraq as well. Um, and, you know, to kind of connect this to Israel a little bit now, it looks like the tie goes to the, um, the Iranians to get their hostages out. We still have American hostages there. It, it, our, it just gets back to our relationship with Iran is just completely dysfunctional. They're just not deterred on any level from a military perspective. And we just continue to chase them all, all around the globe here and let them, you know, kind of lead and dictate what's going on. It, it's the problem Israel's going to have. It, it is literally a matter of time before the Israelis start a war with the Iranians because of their nuclear capability. And, and at some point, the can's getting kicked down the road, but at some point we're going to have to deal with Iran. Well, last time we talked, you were highly unsatisfied with the uh, the amount of return fire that we offered to the Iranian proxies when they were, uh, you know, shooting missiles and drones and whatnot at our guys in a variety of places. No, no, for sure. Until Tehran feels the pain here, you know, we're firing back at proxy groups or ammo dumps or not military formations and not taking away their real capability to do this. But, um, you know, it's a War Powers Act likely if we're going to fire a missile inside of Iraq or Iran, if we take down their drone capability or go after some, some real military target inside, um, that would escalate. And, and this administration is just un- unwilling to do that. So, therefore, Iran gets to pull all the strings. They're, they are conducting a masterful proxy war uh, in, in, on so many levels. They've got at least 13 or 14 different separate brigades that operate in the Middle East in excess of 100,000 troops. This is why Israel has the problem, because it's for them to fight 100,000 troops there, if they ever got their stuff all together, it'd be, it'd be a real challenge from a military perspective. And on top of that, they're spread out in the north and with Hezbollah. They're spread out in the West Bank with uh, Fatah and other organizations that are there. 
um, inside of Syria. And, um, you know, it, it, it looks like now Hamas is just trying to get everybody to stop the fighting, at least, because they're trading off time for hostages, right? I mean, every you know, every day they get a break, but they could release 10 more hostages. At some point, we're, they're running out of hostages to give up, and Israel continues to say they're gonna, war's going to start. Every day that they, we, we delay right now, we, we're, we unfortunately are going to have more IDF soldiers killed, but that's, that's not factored into the equation. Yeah, so that's uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on today, because we were off all last week, and I was following your Twitter feed and some of your comments on the so-called ceasefire. Is Hamas using this to rearm, redig in, re anything? Absolutely. Reposition forces, likely sending more to the south, um, knowing full well that the civilians are there to hide behind uh, with that tunnel organization they have. Israel has no choice for the IDF positions there. have got to kind of hold back a little bit and go into defensive positions. They have to protect themselves, too. Uh, I think, it, and it's very difficult from a soldier's mind to, to kind of flip this switch to go from, you know, warfighter to kind of peacekeeper on the defensive side. Now, all of a sudden, let's say the deal falls through today and they go 24 or 48 hours and no hostages released. They're going to have to make a very tough decision to start the war back again. So what does that mean? Uh, for your IDF soldier on the ground, you're you're awaiting what, that order, what those orders are. I think Israel has got to take that very slowly again, bring back airstrikes, drone strikes, artillery strikes before, you know, kind of re-engaging in the kind of combat that we saw there before they stopped. Israel had all the momentum, and unfortunately, and Hamas knew that, and that's why they, they got the deal they had. Yeah, and they that's had interesting. Stop. Yeah. Mike, there's an incredibly strange disconnect, I think, in the discussion of this topic. I mean, around here, we consider it self-evident that Israel decided Hamas must be eliminated as a threat, period. Not knocked back on their heels and then let right. negotiations begin. October 7th proved to them it's untenable to live side by side with Hamas. Meanwhile, here in the New York Times, for instance, I'm reading that Joe Biden's hoping to alter the trajectory of the right. war and extend this ceasefire, blah, blah, blah. There's a complete disconnect between that thought and right. the fact that it is untenable to live next to Hamas ever again. Nobody's talking yeah. to each other about this. Right. And and thing is, you know, regime change is a military mission that, that the IDF can accomplish. But right now it's conflicting with the getting the hostages back. And there's going to be so much pressure internally on Israel to continue down that path. Um, but the only way that Hamas changes is, is if they, you know, destroyed militarily or they surrender. Let's say if they decide to fight conventionally, but we don't expect that to happen so this is the challenge that that, that they have um, and and again the pressure coming inside of Israel to to continue to pause while they get hostages back I think is so great and to their you know and to get humanitarian aid all those things that go in I would love to bring back the generals from World War two and say this is how we're fighting war this day what do, you, what do you think of this how do you think this would go and each you know the allied generals would probably say well you might as well just plan on spending the next 10 years at war because you're never going to destroy your enemy if you keep starting and stopping like the things you're doing here yeah that's an interesting perspective i hadn't heard that you have that we don't have because netanyahu is saying you know the moment this is done we're like full back into the war but you're saying psychologically it's it's just not that easy you can't flip a switch and go back to it no, it's not. And it's from a soldier's perspective, they're going to recognize that they're going to have to start an air campaign first again. They're going to have to soften back up the battlefield as Hamas has moved around. They're going to have to go back to collecting intelligence because they're going to put mm. their soldiers at risk. You know, the IDF has got to protect its force as well. And I get, you know, we're trading off IDF lives for hostages' lives. No one wants to make that decision, right? But but that's really what's, what's going to come down to here. Some, I'm sure some Hamas soldiers are already in those tunnels heading south. Israel's going to have to 
pursue them right down the strip. They're going to be pursuing them right into Israel, right into Egypt. Uh, that's just a matter of time. So this is just prolonging the war when, it, when the time comes. Well, if our subject is uh, willingness to commit yourself completely to defeating your enemy, no matter the costs, public opinion, that sort of thing, you've got Israel, then you've got Russia, which obviously does not share their uh, their hesitance to do what they feel like they need to do in Ukraine. Uh, I'll hit you with a statement. Tell me if I'm right, wrong, or, or somewhere in between. This is a stalemate. Ukraine cannot drive Russia out of their territory. Not true uh, at this point without any offensive weapons, and they we're giving them enough equipment so they don't lose, but no, they won't be able to go on any kind of offensive. Uh, you're seeing now the winner is now going to start taking hold in that part of the world, and it is a stalemate. And it's I'm surprised that Russia hasn't marshaled its military in order because they should have defeated Ukraine by now, just very frankly, based on their size and their scope and their industrial capability and all the things, the advantages they have on their side that they haven't. So good, good on Ukraine. But the second the United States and allied forces and NATO stops supporting Ukraine, then, um, then I think they're at, they're at risk again. So, yeah, that's that's definitely true that, that Ukraine does not have that capability to move them out. It, this, uh, this counteroffensive has been on for six months, and, and now it's virtually stalled. Well, this will be argued throughout history probably, but if we had given Ukraine some of the stuff that we gave them late, would they have been able to uh, win this war? Well, they would have had to have gotten them day one, right? You know, F-16s and and the like. They would have to, and it had have to have modern day ones, modern day equipment, ATACMs. They would they would need all the offensive weapons as opposed to defensive weapons. The U.S. does a good job of selling, you know, our, our allies defensive weapons because we really don't want to be accused of then getting them having to take those weapons and go on the offensive with, right? That's that's kind of the downside there. But if if they had better tanks, if they had more ATACMs, they had deeper artillery they had those kinds of things day one maybe because now we're 18 months into it almost two years into it um they would have this you know, more of a competency and capability to do this but to try to do it now you're, you're adding water thinking you're going to get a tree in the next six weeks it's just not going to happen military analyst mike lyons uh, mike we appreciate the perspective very much great to talk to you thanks guys thanks for having me thanks well, i'll use that phrase in the future for a variety of things you're adding water thinking you're going to get a tree in the next six weeks uh, yeah, that stuff about the, the war, uh, Israel-Hamas aspect of it, that, that is interesting in the whole psychological stuff. Makes sense, though. I mean, you got a head you know, full of steam of, I hate these people and I'm ready to die for this cause, and then, nope, we're going to stop. No, we're all about protecting people now and making sure nobody gets hurt. Now i got to go back to a head full of steam of, I'm ready to die for this cause. Yeah, that's and uh, that's a really interesting principle, and I don't mean to you know change the topic, but I'm most interested in the idea of a society which is vowed complete defeat of its enemy, being told uh, by the international community, no, that's too ugly, that's really ugly. That involves the killing of innocents, which it does, and it's heartbreaking and it's awful on a human and moral level. It's awful. Don't deny that for a second. But if you've decided that malign neighbor is going to wipe out your, your men, women, and children, if you let them, you've got to defeat them before they defeat you. It's going to be awful. War is awful. It's, well, I don't know, hell. Israel's problem is they are not a big enough superpower to exert their will without, uh, I, I shouldn't say without caring, but exert their will whether the world likes it or not. Right. Well, so far... 
polling shows still great support for Israel and what they're doing in the United States, even majority support among Democrats. I don't know if that changes at any point, worldwide opinion, when this starts back up. I mean, the number they're putting out right now is 14,000 Palestinians dead. That's a big number. I don't know how accurate it is. That's from Hamas again? Right. It could be accurate. It could be uh, an exaggeration. Why would it be accurate? Why would you, if you're Hamas, put out an accurate number? That's stupid. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. I would double it could the number. Be ten, it could be a, a multiple of 10 of reality. I, don't, I doubt it, given the amount of bombing, but yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Hey, getting back to the poll results, though, it's worth noting, uh, young people in America, overwhelmingly anti-Israel. Right, yeah, there's a huge divide um, uh, age-wise. Huge divide age-wise. That's going to make for some fun holiday tables, if it didn't already, over the, uh, over the last week. Because, man, uh, yeah, as your college kids come home and start lecturing you. Yeah, I heard about this from uh, one family, but it's one thing to disagree about. I think taxes should be higher. I think taxes should be lower. It's another thing to, you're supporting Hamas? What? That's a different yeah. sort of topic. Well, it, it makes Trump is an ass, Trump is a hero to the working class seem like a benign little discussion. Right, because to my mind, if you're uh not looking at this the right way. You're supporting the end of civilization, mm-hmm. which is a pretty big deal. Anywho, you can text us anytime. Uh, we got a number of people weighed in on whether or not when they worked at restaurants, they ate food off the plates. Um, <laughs> our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. What advice would you give to someone to have a long life like yours? Don't. It's awful. You must have seen a lot, though. Hundred years. I was born in Tambury. I'll die in Tambury very soon, I hope. I've seen f all. I may as well have been a tree. Good. Take a picture. Yeah. Uh, smile. Bollocks. <laughs> I don't know what that show is, but Ricky Gervais doing the classic asking out somebody who's 100 years old about their life. What would you have to say to somebody? Don't. It's not worth it. <laughs> oh, you know, in a similar topic, Jack, in travel news, the three-year cruise is canceled. Three years on a cruise ship. My only question is, how many people did I murder in cold blood to deserve that punishment? Wow, are there people sign up for that? Yes, a three-year cruise. I wouldn't do a three-month cruise. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know that I would do a three-week cruise. I'd be pushing it. It's a harrowing tale. Stay with us. Wow. Um, so the topic came up because I, I have mentioned to a number of people your story about when you worked at a restaurant that you would eat stuff off of people's plates. Not while they were sitting there eating. I mean, you wouldn't, like, elbow them aside. <laughs> hey, hey, give me that. <laughs> if somebody left some food behind, and I always thought, yeah, that makes perfectly good sense. I'd never worked at a restaurant, but it sounds like something I would do. But anyway, whenever I bring it up, people always say, no, he didn't. Nobody does that. No place I worked would allow it, or your coworkers would look down on you or whatever. Well, we got a bunch of texts from people. Uh, I worked in a Chinese restaurant when I was in high school and regularly used to pluck uneaten wontons out of the serving bowl when they were done with the soup and eat them. Heck yeah. But plucking them out of the bowl of soup, thats they've had their fork and their mouth juices in there. That's no, no, no. Different. I think the wontons were, were separate. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, I also believe Getty. I believe uh, eating uneaten customer food. I've been there, done that. Very common in the restaurant that I worked in. At in college, okay. So uh, I've worked in restaurants all my life. We all eat from bus tubs, hotel service trays also. I'm not sure this is doing a lot for our qualitative for our advertisers. <laughs> These texts. Hey, it's a practical thing. It's untouched. It looks perfect. It's not like people carry around anthrax with them and sprinkle it on their food in case some hungry bus boy decides to take a bite. I worked through college at a restaurant. Joe's 100% right about eating leftovers at the restaurant. Okay. I guess you all do. Uh, my brother worked at a high-end steakhouse. This is my favorite one. Oh, yeah. They would scope out the women who'd had three martinis, knowing that by the time their steak come, they couldn't care less about it. The busboys would pounce on it. <laughs> Heck, yeah. Yep, you'd bring that thing home. Mm -hmm. Never mind her. Bring the meat home. <laughs> Somebody who's drinking a lot, they're not going to eat that steak. Right. That's funny. Look at her hammering down the bread. Keep an eye on that steak. We were on the topic of uh, why are so many people miserable at work? You were quoting a number of polls. Mm -hmm. A couple of people joining in with the, but did that job make their heart sing? Oh, Referencing boy. that 60 Minutes episode from, I think that was during the pandemic when we're talking about, if you don't have a job that makes your heart sing... You know, when somebody barely ate any of their big steak burrito and I got to eat it after baseball practice, that made my belly sing a little bit. <laughs> right. You know, I was thinking about that being around some young people during the break. Um, when you when you like you work at a place and you're young and you're friends with people and, you know, like you hang out after work or you're just even commiserating at work because your friends are like, are some of the best times of my life. Crappy jobs, low pay, but just it was awesome. You were in it together. In yeah. its own way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to bring up that I should have done earlier, because uh, we should have had a woman's opinion. Katie, how hot was or wasn't Dolly Parton in her Dallas Cowboy cheerleader outfit? Total smoke show. Really? Okay, fine. Totally. Okay. Well, yes. Well, wait a second. Why, I, I don't understand the premise. You're asking a heterosexual woman about uh, well, how did, hot a woman I was, was just wondering if women looked at that and thought that's d- embarrassing that she's doing that or thought that was uh, cool and hot. Uh, and I was in a sports bar when that came on the TV and all of the women that were there that I was with said the same thing. That she looked wow. great. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you think she was squeezed into some sort of bodysuit that helps put things in the right place? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, she was wearing a bodysuit yeah. just because, you know, your skin tone isn't going to be, like, super great as you right. push it. You don't want the bingo wings. But she's in great shape. I mean, there's no doubt. Oh, yeah. She's got a big old, you know, bolt-ons, but, you know, that's fine. It's kind of her uh, trademark. Yeah. Um, 77. I just, as you've often said to, I don't know, Cher, Madonna, what are you selling sex pot for at your age? Yeah. Yeah. I guess, well, she looks better, though, than Cher or Madonna. And she's older. She's significantly older than Madonna. But um, So Dolly is just a few years short of Joe Biden's age, and she wasn't shuffling around the stage wondering which direction to go. No, no, she was, uh, I noticed she was holding on to stuff for support a lot. But Uh, she didn't stand there and go this way and somebody had to run out and grab her arm and lead her off. Oh, no, no, no. She's far sharper than Biden. Yeah. I said, hey, Esther. Joe Biden turned to 81 while we were on vacation. My brother had never heard the popcorn story. We played that whole thing for him at Thanksgiving. Man, did he get a kick out of that. Oh, corn pop. (laughs) Corn pop story, yeah. Yeah. The corn pop story. Armstrong and Getty. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.